Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 111 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. But we do look into some of the topics that you guys ask us to look into. That's right. And if you'd like to support us on the podcast, and if you can afford to, of course, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. And we want to say a big thank you to Peter, Jenny and Liam for the support this week. Right. We always kick off with a little bit of news. And of late, the last couple of podcasts, we've been bringing you good news about places that are opening like airs or camper parks. And if you remember a couple of weeks back, Bantry Marina upped the price of at a massive rate from 15 to 25 euro a night. And we sent them out an email. So I've got two replies. The first reply to that email was, dear Mr. Birchill, I thought it was for my father, but seemingly that's me now. Thank you for your <laughs> feedback regarding the recent price increase at Bantry Bay Port Motorhome Facility. We would like to reassure you and your members that we value your opinions and we believe mutually we want the best outcome for Bantry Tourism. Over the next few days, we are going to review the board's decision and we will be in touch again with an update on the outcome. In the meantime, we welcome any further feedback and thank you for your cooperation. Kind regards, Management, Bantry Bay, Port, Company, DAC. And then the morning I got the second email, they put it public on practically every Facebook in the country, which starts off basically saying that they've spent nine million on the Inner Harbour development. There's now fully maintained toilets, electric hookup for up to eight recreational vehicles, free Wi-Fi, RV cassette dump facilities, grey water dump, waste reception facilities are available as well. There's a portable washdown water facility, 24-hour monitored CCTV and intercom, and it's only a five-minute walk to Bantry Town. They went on to say that Bantry Bay Port Company recently increased the prices for parking of a recreational vehicle facility. The increase was felt to be justified based on the significant investment made by the port in the Inner Harbour development. However, Bantry Bay Port Company is a strong supporter of local tourism and local businesses and following careful consideration, the port has agreed to reduce the price increase to €20 per night and this will come into effect on the 28th of May 2021. So now it's €20 a night to park in a car park. Is it worth it? I've been there. We've done a review on our YouTube channel. No. I don't think you should. 20 quid's a bit stiff. Yeah, I suppose it is a little bit when you're comparing it with other places, you know, the likes of, um, say, Dixfield or Norman View or uh, Cove. So it probably is in that regard. Like, uh, can't knock the facilities that are there, like the toilets and the Wi-Fi and the hookup and all of that is absolutely welcomed. But yeah, yeah I suppose when you're comparing to what other places are offering it is, and it's it's only a limited number of spaces there as well, I think, Aaron, isn't it? I think it's only eight spaces. And I would compare it to Cove for like for like, because in fairness, Dixfield is by a beautiful beach. Franksfield is by a beautiful beach. Norman View, you've got the beach minutes walk away. Whereas this is a car park. Cove is a car park. OK, you don't have Wi-Fi in Cove. You don't have power in Cove. But 20 euro, I think it's only a tenner in, in Cove, an extra 10 euro for Wi-Fi that chances are you won't use because we're all using our, our phones as hotspots. Anyway, an extra yeah. tenner just for the access to the toilets. Look, 
I don't I think, think you'll get people that will use it, Aaron. Yes, I think you yes, get I don't think that. it's going to hurt them where the 25 quid, I think, would have hurt them. Yeah, and given the demand for spaces in park and, and all of that, uh, you know, I, I think, that, you know, people will pay it. As I said, they'll want to stay in local spots, be yeah. close to the town if they want to be plugged in or, or have that Wi-Fi. There are lots of other options around the place. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the West Lodges. And I think you can park up there and uh, there are other spots you know, on some of the apps. You'll find out different park up places as well. And, in you know, and in fairness, to the Port Authority, they did back down, not totally, but they did listen. I'm not going to say back down. They did listen to the concerns because we weren't the only people to email. I mean, Charles Coughlin was getting people to email left, right and centre and people were coming up saying, done, 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 done. So in fairness to the Port Authority, they did drop it back to €20. And again, in fairness, they have pumped £9 but not into the car park, just into the general area and I just don't think it's fair that camper vans should be paying for the nine million euro that they pumped into the waterways but look they've done it they've humbled they've said we got it wrong we're reducing it by increasing it to 20 euro so well done and I love that they got back to us quick prompt and there was no messing about we weren't ignored so well done to the Port Authority for that. That's it. Uh, look, uh, let us know what your thoughts are on it, if you have any feelings yourself about it. Um, we got a message um, during the week there for Ray M. He sent a survey link related to Donegal and the impact of campers and motorhome in that county. He said, hi, lads, Donegal County Council have commissioned a KPMG report to carry out a survey on the impact of campers and motorhomes in the county. He said, we need as many positive responses as possible. He said, so would you be able to share this link with the listeners on the podcast? Now, I've tweeted that out and I'm going to tweet it again. It's a, it's a long link, so I won't call it out here, but I'll retweet that again. I have tweeted it earlier on in the week again, but um, thanks for sending that on, Ray, and we'll encourage as many people as possible to go and fill that out, you know, in a positive manner, um, outlining the, the benefits of motorhome tourism. And, you know, maybe Donegal will... We'll set the trend for the rest of the counties based on the feedback we give there. Well, it is great to see that counties, as I say, we do tend to be talking about it. Now, I got a reply back from the county council, the tourist office here in Carrigan Shore for County Tip. And they said, look, Aaron, you know, we're taking everything on board. However, it won't happen overnight. So it's not going to happen this summer. And in some cases, it may not even happen next summer. But in other cases, Things are happening. And I think by filling in that form and fill it in truthfully, don't go just filling it in very positive just to give us all fill it in truthfully i filled it in and do you know actually to be honest there's nothing that you can lie about to, to fluff it up it's a straightforward survey so as chris said he'll tweet it out again later on and we'll possibly tweet it out i think we have until the end of the month that survey i think it said on the survey uh, um, at the end of this month that they'll close the survey but please do uh, take a look at it when we tweet it out later on and just fill it in truthfully we have a, another story as well in, I saw that on the avondupress.ie site, uh, and it's about um, some campervan parking in Formoy. So the headline is, Trial Facility to Allow Campervan Parking at Kevin Barry Hill. Uh, Formoy is to see a new facility opening up on a trial basis this summer to accommodate motor caravan parking. The new campervan area is to be located on Upper Kevin Barry Hill Car Park and it's remain open for the summer months. According to the Municipal District Officer Pauline Moriarty, campervan parking will be allocated in one block and some signage will be erected. If it's a success, we would look at it in September or October 
with a view to putting in some facilities, including a water tap and putting in more permanent facilities, uh, Ms Moriarty said. So I encourage anyone who's interested in visiting the Formoy area, it's really beautiful up around there, to go and check out that place. I'm sure we might have a video maybe even there during the summer at some stage from Iron. But uh, if you do visit the place, be on your best behaviour, clean up after yourselves, mm. and you know maybe that facility, uh, if it leaves a, a positive impression, will get expanded on. Yeah, I'm going to take a trip down there over the next couple of weeks just to see. Uh, we'll do it before, during and after. And in fact, we were talking about Quans last year in Dungarvan. I did a before video there a year ago. And on my way, I was away this weekend, just gone on my way down to Dingle. I stopped off at Quans because the facility is finished. It's not quite open in saying that. There were three camper vans taking up three of the nine parking spaces, but they haven't opened the facilities. But the facilities that are going to be there are very like Cove. There's nine parking spaces at Quans in Dungarvan. There's fresh water, wastewater, and it looks like there's also black water disposal. There are no power units there as yet and there are no meters as yet but at least all of the roadworks is done so it really really looks well all the groundworks is done the lines are painted the bays are there and another yeah, one then location it's, i think Aaron, it's, it's, it's a beautiful it's a quick walk into town it's 10 minutes a 10 minute stroll into town and literally as you look across the bay over to the left is the original three spots at a place they call the lookout I don't know if they're staying or if they're being moved, but there's no facilities there. But the video will come up in about three weeks because I found some footage from last year of me saying, hey, you know, I'll update you. And we spoke about this on the podcast. So I continued the video and we'll throw that up on YouTube in a couple of weeks on a Friday. And staying on a positive note, um, I got a message in. It was from RadioKerry.ie about campervan spaces in Ballybunion. And the green light has been given for campervan park in North Kerry. Ballybunion Health and Leisure Centre on the Kitterhern Road applied for a 10-bay caravan park at the rear of the facility, along with associated site works and lighting. There were three submissions on the proposal. Two objections and one in favour, but Kerry County Council planners granted permission for the development subject to seven conditions. I don't know what those seven conditions are, but it's positive news that Ballybunion Health and Leisure Centre on the Kitterhern Road in Ballybunion are going to have some motorhome parking spaces. So again, we will keep you updated as we find out more. That could be a good stop off place as well. If you're traveling, say, down the uh, Wild Atlantic Way and you cross over to the ferry there uh, at mm-hmm. Harbert. Yes. Um, you're only a short hop across uh, across then towards Ballybunion. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a brilliant stop over. Look, there's lots of campsites down there, but it's just nice to have in there. And I think they will develop where you're only going to stay for one night, possibly two. You're not going to stay there for the week you know because you're not going to be able to pop out your tables and chairs so it really is a stopover it'll possibly have two nights now i want to tell listeners which this is going totally off script i was in la hinch <laughs> over the weekend and the video is coming up in a couple of weeks people know that you can park on la hinch beach and they love it and it's a fabulous place as long as you don't get stuck and a lot of people do get stuck but taking all that into account as and from monday just gone and this is a wednesday when this goes to air there is no overnight parking on La Hinch Beach from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. If you do it, you're going to incur a 50 euro fine. There are two enforcement officers in Jeeps that are going to be doing four hour shifts to make sure that nobody parks on La Hinch Beach as and from Monday just gone. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, you have been warned. I spoke to one of the enforcement officers. He asked me to mention it on the video when he saw me making the Charlie and Me video. And I said, do you mind if we mentioned it on our podcast? And he said, no, tell all your motorhome friendly people. Now, right at the place where people go at Sammy's restaurant, and that's where you drive onto the beach, there is a new motorhome park there with 20 hard stands, electricity and toilets. It's all going to come up in a couple of weeks on a video. But just letting you know, no overnight parking on Lynch Beach. As in from Monday just gone, which I think was the 24th of May 2021, 50 euro fine if you're caught. OK, well, that's uh, going to be a, a a big bummer for a lot of people, Aaron. It's such a massive popular spot, especially during the summer. And there aren't many other places to kind of park no. up in and around there either. No, it's also going to happen with Tralee down at Banna Strand, where you can park. That's just a car park. It's not actually on the beach, but overnight parking is going to be stopped there as well. When uh, I was down there with, with Gavin and Elaine, two listeners to the podcast, we were the only two motorhomes on the beach, but there were three parked up on the ledge in a little layby, and there were four in that camper park, which I would have thought shouldn't be open till June, but that's neither here nor there. That's not for us to discuss, but it is a very, very popular spot. Uh, the enforcement manager was telling me at one stage midweek, there were 40 motorhomes on that beach last year and one or two were dumping their toilet in the dunes. And that's what brought this to attention of the local county council. So they decided rather than trying to clean that up, let's just bar it all together. And Charlie's having his say as well. I <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's there's no excuse for that. Those people should no. be arrested, Aaron. Yeah, definitely. But uh, he did. He did say actually that their names, that their numbers were taken because there's cameras all over the place. I had a brilliant chat with him, and he was very nice. And he knew that I was in the B bar, and he said, "Look, I'm really sorry, but one or two undesirables have made us have to bring this law in, and it was as and from Monday. So no more parking on the beach at Lahinch. I'm sorry to bring you that news. However, yeah, there's no point in this." you know saying that to the listeners we know the listeners of this podcast certainly don't carry that on it's 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 other people but look there you go they, it, it, it shows that it can get ruined for everybody yeah and we've said it time and time again it only takes one person to give the negatives and that news travels quicker than all of us being positive but look we'll just keep being positive and doing what we can and staying green and clean and that's all we can do right let's move on we got a message from carlingford marine and notice again when I got this email, it was up on their Facebook and then copy and pasted by everybody. The time has come where, unfortunately, we're going to have to raise the price for motorhome parking at Carlingford Marina Air. The current price is €10 Euro per night. But as of from the 1st of June 2021, the price increase is €15 Euro per night. We will, however, be introducing a motorhome loyalty card for our regular visitors. And when you stay five nights, you'll get the sixth night free. We've tried our best to keep parking fees as low as possible. We're firm believers that the value of the motorhome visitors is not what we collect in the parking fees, but what the visitors spend on bars, cafes and the local community. Hello, local county councils. Listen to this line. We are firm believers that the value of a motorhome visitor is not just what we collect in parking fees, but what the visitors spend in bars, cafes and the local community. Hopefully 15 euro per night is still a competitive motorhome air rate in Ireland. We also want you to know that the money that we get from the parking is being reinvested and we have uh, expansion plans for the motorhome parking and the boatyard this year. So well done Carlingford Marina, 15 euro. There's a restaurant, there's a bar nearby. It's worth it, but they do say that 
they do really appreciate the money spent locally by motorhome owners. And you know what I like about that as well is they're actually encouraging you to stay quite a while there. You know, most yes. areas you can stay like maybe two nights. Three, yes, three, three out of push. Max. But here they're encouraging you to stay six nights and you get yeah. the six night for free. So yeah. th- that's great as well. Obviously, I know it might prevent other people from getting in, but it's, it's, it's an area you kind of travel to and spend some time there because there's so much to do, you know. But they also say that we have hoped to expand the motorhome parking into the boatyard this year and they hope to double the space for available for campers over the following years. So best of luck to them. And that is a good positive note to leave the new section and move on to our listeners' messages and shout outs. Yeah, so Wayne sent us a, a request for help on his newly acquired motorhome. He said, hi, guys, motorhome newbie here. Love the podcast. We took uh, we took out van or van for the first night, uh, first time last night in Connemara. A bit of a wet and windy night, so we discovered a leak around the overhead bed. Any suggestions as to who to talk to about having it investigated and having it fixed? I'm based in Galway, so somewhere around that part of the country would be good. Thanks, Wayne. So um, I actually mm. posted that message when I got it uh, from Wayne uh, on Twitter, and I posted it up to the motorhome.com motorhomecrack.com forum as well and um, we had a couple of suggestions back actually from the, the guys at Motorhome Crack. Uh, one person suggested um, Van Der Lust and Clare and Pat Horn uh, in North Tipperary. So two really good suggestions there and that was Airbus. So thanks for that Airbus. And um, uh, another uh, member of Motorhome Crack uh, Karen suggested Camper Camper Caravan Repairs.com as a chap in Mayo there called Stan. So, look, I haven't used any of those, and that's why I put it out, because I'm, I'm not familiar with the, the motorhome repairs in that area. But there's two suggestions there. If anybody else has any, uh, knows any other location that could help Wayne uh, investigate the, the leaks on his motorhome, uh, we'd really appreciate it. You can just get in touch with us, and we'll give you the, the details at the end. Now, you were on boards.ie, and there's a bit of a discussion going on about the podcast there as well. Yeah, actually, uh, I put up on a weekly basis when I post out each episode, I put up the episode number and um, we got a message there from Fabio saying, listen to my first Reese and thought it was pretty good. Uh, not too long, not too serious. He said, perfect. And Dory replied back, said, I think they're not long enough with a smiley <laughs> face. But he had a, another comment here, which I think was a, an interesting one. He said, an interesting feature on the podcast would be uh, the rise of people buying VW caddies or Fiat Diablo type vans and unofficially converting them. There are a load around, a lot of under 25s are doing this. I can't get insured on camper vans. I'm interested myself, but not sure how insured one would be if they modified their van to sleep in or to cook in. So obviously I got back to, to, to Dory and said, look, yeah, I think absolutely it'd be invalidating your insurance if you um, modify it for not for its intended purpose, I suppose. Now, there are day vans, which would be the likes of the Caddy and the Dablo, or or the little small Transit Connect, which are just small versions of the bigger vans. I think, I think you can insure them on commercial insurance, but all of the equipment must be removed during day use. So I think, again, if you have a crash during the week, and you've all the gear on it, your insurance will be none and void. So insurance is a dodgy thing. Obviously, you've got to be honest with your insurer and tell them, look, a matter 
converting this caddy van. However, I could take the sleeping or cooking equipment out during the week while I'm using it as a van and put it in at the weekends. There may be a supplement. They may say, no, it can't be done. I do take his point and I can't understand why you have to be 25 to drive a camper van. Possibly, yes, a motorhome, but a camper van, be it a Ford Transit or a, a VW van. I don't understand that. But look, insurance is weird in this country. There's a, a funny message came in as well from Mark on Twitter, I think directed towards yourself. It just shows how the the, the podcast and Charlie Mia starting to get ingrained in people's brains. Yeah, he says, uh, this is Mark on Twitter. He said, hi, guys. Uh, I might be watching and listening to too much of you guys. I got a delivery from Charles Camping today and my daughter thought it said Charlie and me. And she said to me when I came home from work that I had won something on the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing that with us mark he shared it on twitter we'll give you all of our contact details and twitter and instagram details at the end of the show but uh you know chris uh, it's it's i think it's mainly since doing the b-ball i have realized how popular the podcasts are being and just reading them on facebook and in fact i saw uh, a facebook tweet on one of the the facebook groups that were on saying hey guys check this guy out he's got a dog he's very honest about his uh, reviews of campsites in Ireland. Some are good, some are bad. Now he meant the campsites, not not the videos. And then a couple <laughs> of people said, "Oh yeah, we all watch Charlie and me." And then James from one of the motorhome groups said, "Oh, and check out the um, podcast that he does with his co-presenter Chris. Very informative." And the amount of positives that came in from people saying, "Yeah, love these guys. Yes, love these guys." Now look, not everybody likes us. As long as they're listening and they get something out of a podcast. That makes my day. Or as long as they're viewing and they get something out of a video, that makes my day. And it makes it worthwhile because who was it? Was Dory saying that they're not long enough? Dory, you're not the one that has to sit here and edit it when it's all done. Trust me, <laughs> they're plenty long enough. But again, from the bottom of our hearts, we thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast, supporting us, getting in touch with us. And the same with Charlie and me uh, on the YouTube channel as well. And that leads us nicely to the Charlie and Me section. Aaron, do you want to give us an update of where we are there? Yeah, well, I threw up a video today, right? The B-Ball is finished, the build is finished. But if I make any changes to the B-Ball, because there are a few coming, I'm going to throw them up on Wednesday. So today I uploaded a short video on the branding being done because one or two people had said, oh, I love the branding. And I just happened to have, it's only about eight or nine minutes and you see the company Smart Art doing the branding. So you see before, during and after. Um, the campsites don't open, obviously, till the 2nd of June, which is only a week away. So as we wait for the campsites to open, myself and Chris recorded a video last year about his Van Gogh um, awning, driveway awning. We were requested to by a few people. So that goes up this Friday. Now it's about 20 minutes long, 18, 20 minutes long, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's very informative. It's not being paid for by that company. It just happens to be the brand that Chris has. And we show you how he erects it and how we take it back down. So hopefully you like that. That's coming up this Friday, 9am, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. And on the B-Ball, Chris, um, Ronan was on to me during the week, tweeted me. We were actually chatting about revenue and how long it takes to get your logbook when you pay the VRT. And he went, um, he said, here's a declaration of vehicle conversions made to revenue. Um, they provide some indication of the steady growth of people converting vans to motorhomes in Ireland. 416 conversions were processed in the year of 2019. 536 in the year 2020 and in the first four months of 2021 246 van conversions had been processed now i read into that 
that's a lot of flipping money for revenue. However, his point was, there's a lot of people doing van conversions out there and it is a growing community. Definitely. I think that's probably driven by demand as well. There's lots of people looking for motorhomes. There is such a demand, which again, please, buyer beware, don't get screwed. You know, stick to your budget. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And if it's a 1986 and they're looking for 30 grand, walk away. Please use your head. Don't let that money burn a hole in your pocket. Yeah, and get make sure any van you do buy, you get it thoroughly checked out. Right, uh, let's move on to tips and camping hacks. What have we got this week? So this is for the... Um the, the, the people who like their apps and like their sat navs and things like that. Um, some of you might be aware, but there's a, an app out there called Waze, W-A-Z-E. And you can get that on Amazon or uh, iPhone. And it's like a free sat nav. But the most, I suppose, the, the best part about it is it's a community-driven traffic advice. So, for example, say you're driving from Cork to Dublin and you come across maybe uh, a lot of traffic um you know you your passenger can just tap the app one click and you can alert people to uh, traffic oh, right. delays and it, you know if it gets enough people reporting it the map will actually then reroute you around the traffic okay. so it offers you different routes and you can you can alert to you know hazards on the road crashes you can alert to traffic delays speed cameras things gas prices as well and mm-hmm. all things like that so it's like a community driven map but what i really like about it as well is that is the actual map is really easy to look at and i suppose pick up the information from it while you're driving right. it's not too busy not too much information the colors are very um pastel type colors so it's, okay. it's, it's easy on the eyes it doesn't distract you when you're driving However, so, if you're updating the information, get your passenger to do it or only do it when you've pulled over if you're sitting in said traffic or you had pulled over for a break or something. Absolutely, yeah. And look, it does your usual routes and all of that as well. So you can plan out and show you how to get to places and you can. Uh, it has a feature to interact with your music or your podcasts, particularly your podcasts. So you can listen to us while you're driving along and um, you've got the in-app controls and stuff so if you've got like say a, a carplay or android auto or something like that uh, you should be able to control that without taking your hands off the wheel brilliant and it's a free app it's free yeah absolutely um it's w-a-z-e and it's available in any of the stores if anybody wants to try it out brilliant and if anybody does try it out and i'm shouting this out to dennis because he probably will let us know how you get on and what you i'd think. say dennis is well aware of it. i'd say so i'd say so right let's finish up and we do camp life and i love the question you have come up with so the question we close out on tonight and we're looking for the listeners input on this as well to educate us a little bit <laughs> um the question is with all new vehicles after 2030, moving away from diesel and petrol, is anyone currently using or planning to use a, an electric camper, whether it's all electric or hybrid? I don't even know if they exist. I haven't seen any around. Well, I'm sure they, they probably exist. But is, is there any in Ireland? You know, can you get them? Is, has anybody tried them out? Somebody like to maybe come on and talk to us and, and tell us about them. Uh, we'd yeah, love to hear I, more. I, I like I mean, the idea. But, you know, There's hybrid cars, there's hybrid and electric vans. So why not? all electric or hybrid campers. I'm going to ring one or two of the dealers during the week. Uh, I've got a pretty mad week ahead of me, but I'm hopefully get a bit of time and see 
if they are aware of any. I think we did see a concept one at the INEC, and I think it was based on the old 70T2 Volkswagen. But again, I think it was concept. There is a guy in the USA on YouTube has turned a 1970s bug van into all battery 100% electric but that was just a guy tinkering because he has the know-how but i i haven't seen any ads on any websites or anything for hybrid or electric campers as yet but we could be wrong have you please do get in touch and let us know do you have one or have you even been doing research into getting one and of course to let us know we've got to give you contact details and with those contact details you can give us your campsite reviews give us any ideas of topics you'd like us to cover give us reviews of products or any news items you want us to discuss on the podcast if you want a sticker for your car your caravan your camper van or your motorhome you get in touch with us with your name address and postcode they're free and they always will be with thanks to our coffee account but to get in touch you need all our contact details and our man chris has all them yeah, to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, we're thecampingcrew.ie. On email, we're campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at the camping crew. On Instagram, we're at the camping crew podcast. On Facebook, we're in all the good motorhome camping groups. Forum wise, you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or on boards.ie. And also, uh, you know, if you say, God, I didn't hear what, what Chris said there. Where can I get that address again? If you look in the podcast notes, uh, these address uh, are usually there as well for you to to copy and paste out of there as well. And of course, we have campsitereview.com. There's a forum there and it's free and it always will be. And it's quite busy at the moment. You can join that forum and ask questions and look at questions and get answers to questions. And our YouTube channel every Friday, a new video goes up at 9 a.m. And it's youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. And we hope to get out and about as and from this coming Wednesday, this day week, actually, we'll be heading off for our first video in the B-Bar. And then we'll be giving you videos if we can every Friday and the odd Wednesday if we make any amendments or any changes to the B-Bar. That is it. Episode 111 done and dusted. Thank you for your support. And please do get in touch if you want us to chat about anything. From me, Aaron Birchall, we will see you very soon on a campsite in Ireland. Take care. And for me, Chris Byrne, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, then please subscribe and tell your friends, uh, camping friends, all about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from the camping crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.